ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is, episode 255? Looks that way. Okay, so here's the deal. We recorded a family show, another trivia-filled episode. We recorded that on the weekend. It was going to be the next show, but... We actually recorded for a long time, and I think it's going to still be another three or four days for me to edit that episode, so I've decided to uh, pull the emergency lever and do a special emergency episode of Beyond Synth, and what that means is I'm just going to phone a bunch of random, you know, artists and people I know, and uh, we'll have some quick chats and maybe do some quick catch-ups with some people so that I can put this episode out very soon, so you guys don't have to wait like two weeks for the next episode of Beyond Synth, because that is not the way. So let's get the show started. Uh, This is a cool song from Admo. Uh, I've always dug this guy's sound. It's a nice kind of chilled out, kind of nice vibe. It's brought to you by uh, my awesome supporters. Let's do a quick thank you to my awesome PayPals. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, you can support this show on Patreon, and you can also support the show uh, via PayPal if you go to BeyondSynth.com and click on the donate button there. And I would like to thank my awesome PayPals. Well, there's Jimmy Groon, Russell Nyes, Timothy Warwick, Jersey, and then we got uh, we got Digital Dreams. He's a cool guy. Ross Bruce is also a cool guy, and so is Brandon Morin and the Ross Conian. You guys are all cool guys, but especially the king of the PayPal's, Mister Upgrade Jimpy. You are a very cool guy. Ooh, and uh, did I miss anybody? Hey, what the hell, Anthony uh, and Selmo Incorporated. Thanks. Uh, for your support, dude. And now, let's listen to this track from Admo. This is Better Days.
And that was Better Days by Admo from the album Admo. <laughs> anyway, he makes cool tunes and uh, dig it. And I, I dig it. So how about this? Let's uh, go to the phones and uh, call somebody. Let's, you know what? Let's do a little catch up with Mr. Luke Jackson, a.k.a. Brandon. All right, so look, I'm here right now with Mr. Luke Jackson, a.k.a. Brandon. How's it going, man? All good, man. You? I am okay. Good. So are you having a lovely day? Lovely is a word that I wouldn't really use, but, you know, I'm having a day. Why? What did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Oh, no. Is, that, is anyone having a lovely day these days? Oh, I see. This is more like an existential thing? Yeah. You know, we're all just plodding on. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Hey, man. Well, look. The bottom line is this. You uh, recently put out uh, a new... Is it, is it an album or EP? You know I'm bad with this. It's an EP. It's like cheekily long, though. It's like seven seven tracks. I'm pretty sure that can be an EP. I'm, I'm calling it an EP, so I don't really care if anybody says it isn't an EP, because I'm calling it an EP. Well, you've got your instrumentals, right? Yeah, I, I don't count those, though, because they're on there because people want them there, but they're kind of not really, they're not really part of the thing. I think I played Lightning on the show, which is a track featuring SJ Bravo, which is great. All your collaborations with SJ Bravo are great. I think I played it early, right, because you sent me the album and I didn't realize that it wasn't even out yet. Yeah, that was my fault, though. Yeah, I didn't mention it. It wasn't a big deal. In fact, it was, it, it was fine, but yeah, I forgot to mention like this isn't even released yet yeah people do mention that stuff to me like they will like in the email go like this thing drops october 23rd and i don't remember yeah i can't imagine anyone expects you to remember that like you said you got so many dates flying around like you're not gonna be able to remember that but i didn't expect i literally sent it to you and within what three days because you happened to be editing the show at the time and you threw it straight in there yeah i mean sometimes when music strikes me a certain way it just jumps to the top of the list and uh, you know you're a talented guy and uh, ah, the whole thing's good appreciate it it's funny because you, you sit with this stuff for ages so like by the time you come around to release it you're like is it actually as good as I hoped it would be is it really not that good so it's kind of like you throw it out there and you're like well hope for the best yes. it does whatever it does and if people like it they like it uh, and you did you were one of those people thankfully and it seems like some more people did but we'll see how we'll see how it goes we'll see what life it has it's only been a month I think so far so yeah I don't really know how it works in terms of the perspective from the synthwave artist themselves because I'm constantly sort of like churning out episodes and so I'm just trying to grab you know songs from all over the place and put together these uh, playlists for the episodes Hmm. and so I never know what the perspective is like from the artists themselves I mean like when you put out a thing is it like you get a you know a bunch of attention in the first week and then it goes away or does do you have a slow like over the course of the year like purchases here and there like how does that work I still feel like I have no grasp on it. It's still a guessing game. Um, obviously, you you have that initial, the, you know, the the people that are really into your stuff are gonna as soon as there's something new, they're gonna jump on it really quick, which is awesome. You can't ask for anything more. So you get you do get that first wave within a, a week or so, and then things quieten down. But then you get the thing that excites me more in so, to some degree is people finding it like a good while after it's been released, and they've just naturally stumbled upon it, and maybe they've not even heard your stuff before whatsoever, and this is like their first time hearing you know like a Brandon track or a Brandon and SJ Bravo thing and that's kind of the cool thing it's like you know how did that person come across my stuff why was it this particular release that they've managed to find but it's just cool it's just interesting but there's not I, honestly like you could look at all the stats all the analytics whatever all the trends but I'm just as clueless as anyone else's has there been any like news or anything cool that's happened to you since we talked last <sighs> aside from the 
the release. No, the show's planned for next year. You probably know about these. The there's one one happening next year in June, Hotline Bristol, and I believe Nina Wolf Club, Beckett. I need to be careful because I think there's some as yet unannounced acts, but I'm also playing alongside those. And this event, I think it's like a day event going on through the whole day. It's kind of a small fest, if you will. So I'm looking forward to that, but that's obviously a good while off yet. What's the date on that one? June the 5th. I'm really hoping I didn't get that wrong. And that's 2021? Yes. All right. And there's a cool remix flying around out there. It's a remix I did for... Do you know uh, Indiana, who collaborated with Gunship on their Dark All Day release? Yes. Yeah, well, I did a... a <laughs> <laughs> yes, a super confident yes from yeah. you there, Andy. <laughs> Nice one. Yeah, just play it cool. No one will know. Hey, man, I'm I'm in. I like the synthwave scene, man. I, it's like a computer in my head of all this fucking information. It's like an Excel spreadsheet, and I know everything. I remember every track name. Obviously. I mean, no one expects it any less. So anyway, yeah, so I did, the re- did a remix for a, a release of Indiana's, her own release, a track called Physical, and I did like an 80s remix of it, it just as Brandon, and it's probably the most 80s sounding track I've done, which is maybe saying something. But I'm really proud of it. I really like the remix. It came together really well. Yeah, I'm just hoping more people stumble across that and uh, get a chance to check it out because I, I quite like it. Wait, is that on Bandcamp someplace? It's not on Bandcamp, actually. Uh, obviously, it's her, it kind of it re- released alongside her uh, the original single version so you can find it on all the streaming services you know Apple Spotify Deezer Tidal etc but unfortunately there's no Bandcamp there's no Bandcamp per place for it at the moment do you want me to play it? you, you can do if you want I don't want to put you in an awkward position well okay well how about this man listen this is a surprise thing we'll just play the track we'll say goodbye to you and then we will uh, listen to this uh, track so what's the whole title of this thing? it's Physical by Indiana uh, it's my remix of the track awesome so listen Luke Jackson you have a lovely day people should go check out Brandon the new uh, the new EP is good and uh, we'll probably play some more tracks uh, from that during the season and stuff like this and I hope you have a, a lovely day and you too I hope you have a lovely day also oh by the way super excited for the thing you teased I don't know if I should mention that but yeah yeah that's that's public information so yeah uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, maybe you can uh, pop in on that too. I mean, it's, the the trailer makes it look like it's sort of more dynamic and what it's finally going to be, but it's essentially just like a talk show in my spaceship. So I'm going to have synthwave guests on and do little skits and stuff. And that's kind of, that's what, yeah, it seems like exactly what it was, but it looks, okay. it looks great. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're, some, we're some all of in those, something special. Some of those shots in the trailer were just filmed for the trailer. I had a few people mention how they were, their favorite thing was the turtle that's doing stand up, <laughs> And that is literally just a throwaway thing I'm like I needed to fill like three seconds shot before I did the smile at the end and I'm like what should I do and I just grabbed the turtle puppet and just had him make this face at the camera <laughs> and now I feel like people are expecting that there's going to be some like turtle stand up bit in this show and I'm like uh oh so what you're saying is you've set the bar too high from the, from the off right I love that the bar too high is, <laughs> is a turtle a turtle doing stand up yeah. <laughs> absolutely though <laughs> I mean, how is it not? But look, listen, you have a lovely day. Uh, Thanks for chatting. Uh, People go check out Brandon. And now we're going to listen to this song. This is Physical by Indiana, the Brandon Remix.
And that was Indiana with the track Physical, the Brandon remix. And that was a cool track. And, of course, we just heard from Brandon. He's a cool guy. I would like to say that that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Now, there's some new uh, Patreon activity this week. I actually read all this stuff on The Family Show. But now that I'm putting this one out in advance, it sort of uh, makes it all weird. But I would just like to do a quick shout-out to new patrons, Harkaden in the $5 Club and Blonde John in the $10 Club. And if next week I say that they're new patrons again, that's because I technically recorded next week's episode before this one. So how about that? So you guys get your proper shout-out next week, okay? And I would also like to do a special shout-out to the kings of the Pattersons. You know their names. Robert, D. Bishop, Chris Dance, and Mike Shima. You guys are the best. And of course, you know why I call them the kings of the Pattersons? I think we go every week and I never explain this. It's because they donate a lot of money. <laughs> so that's why they're the kings of the Pattersons. And uh, ah, hell, let's go to another call. How about uh, we check out what Neon Knox has been up to? All right. So look, I'm here right now with Neon Knox. Hello, dude. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. Fine day here in Sweden. How are you? Hey, I'm okay. Wukash. Yeah, yeah. You remember. Yeah, man. <laughs> or maybe I just uh, listened to that episode we did to get a refresher. Yeah. But uh, that, that was the one lesson I learned, right? Because it, uh, your, na- your name is Lucas, but the in fact, the correct Polish pronunciation is Wukash, like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always like use Lucas because, you know, I live in Sweden. So it's like just meeting people and always explaining uh, what's your name is just so time consuming, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there's there's no way in hell you can ever say uh, like, hey, wh- what's your name? Wukash. And they're not going to be like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like there's no way someone's going to get it on the first time. So look, man. What have you been up to since we talked last? Well, when you were on the show, it was like last year, but I think it was like close to the beginning of the season. I think you actually were the first episode of last season. Uh, yeah, that's. That, I think it was just after I released uh, my previous album, Syndicate uh, Shadows. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, lots, lots of shit happened since that, to be honest, you know. Yeah, I released a new album, it's been a four months since that, you know, feedback has been wonderful, and I definitely contributed to more speeding tickets around the world this year, because, <laughs> you know, people been sending me, like, those crazy videos of, you know, them speeding on the highways, you know, on the motorcycles and the cars, you know, and listen to my music, so it's kind of nuts it's kind of nuts how how my music is been received you know around the world yeah man for sure so the last one the most recent album is last stand right yeah yeah that's correct exactly and you know it doesn't really have like you know the big hit second with vocals or collaboration on it but it was actually intended because i just want to create something that you can listen for you know 70 minutes 50 minutes you know without kind of feeling like it stops or kind of disrupts you from from listening so you know the whole kind of idea behind it is to be 
more kind of flowy through the whole whole kind of album. And yeah, I think I succeed, achieve that 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 goal. Yeah, for sure. So what have you been up to then in the past year or two? It's been a while. To be honest, you know, uh, I've been a lot of tinkering with my studio. To be honest, you know, uh, been traveling a lot, you know. Before Corona, I had some gigs. I actually had a gig now uh, during Corona time. I've been in Poland and playing this legendary place, which was really awesome. It was almost empty, but, you know, <laughs> it, it was fun to be there because the place is known to have, like, you know, big names like, you know, Marilyn Manson and Rammstein and Bob Dylan. And just, you know, to be in this kind of space where those people play was, you know, just amazing, totally amazing. So what was the protocol for performing? Like, were people wearing masks or were you in a bubble or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But it was like people had to be uh, in kind of like a space between each other. So they had this a huge projector that was projecting down on a floor with kind of this axis where they shouldn't be. So people have to be in this kind of own spaces. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fun because it was really kind of futuristic in a way. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it was not so much people but we, you know with the lights and everything it was kind of cool and you know everybody had to have this kind of health declaration with them that they don't have corona and if they're gonna get corona they can kind of track them and see who's been you know the big spreader and all that so it's definitely was much much difference for like you know usual gig almost all the time you have to wear masks so you know, yeah it's it was weird and also the Warsaw Warsaw was really cool because there was no tourists so city kind of felt empty mm -hmm. empty cool in a way you know so it was awesome that's a neat idea it's funny like to project i think what i would do is project like a chessboard yeah. on the crowd and like everyone's just <laughs> like all right now everyone has to stand on the black spaces and then everyone just has to like <laughs> <Yeah>. move over like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it was kind of cool because they had kind of like a red X's on, you know, on, the, on those spaces when they shouldn't be. And it's like, looks so cool because the lighting was so awesome. They did lots of stuff to kind of make it small gig in a big room mm -hmm. looking cool, you know. And the sound was just amazing. I think it's the best sound I ever heard in a club ever. Wait, was this like a like electronic show of many artists or was it just you? No, it's actually like a European project where they invite artists that been active for shorter than six years, I think. Okay. So it's like an upcoming artist kind of thing. So they have like, you no know, artists from whole the Europe, two artists per night. Yeah. So, and it's like electronic kind of thing, you know, so it's mostly electronic music. So this wasn't like a synthwave or something like that. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Expose the world to the cool tunes of Neon Nux. Totally. And I think it's really cool because, you know, the feedback from the last album was a lot from people who actually don't listen to synthwave, you know, mm -hmm. more like into the electronic music. And I think, you know, it's kind of makes me really happy that I can kind of spread my music into the different people that have to really listen to Synthwave? Well, that's the key. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's always been the key. You want to make sure you can not compromise your uh, sound, but at the same time try and reach beyond the... Because uh, the Synthwave scene is relatively small, right? And obviously yeah, I, yeah. I want you guys, you know, I want your music in more people's ears. That's the point. Precisely, yeah. Anyways, yeah. dude, listen. Yeah. It was nice to uh, catch up with you. Uh, how about this? Do you want to pick a track and then we'll, uh, we'll play it? We'll say goodbye to you and then we'll play. Oh, how nice, how nice. Uh, 
A good question. You can't play Mass Effect because I already played Mass Effect uh, a few months ago, I think. So you got to play okay, a different okay. one. Can you take a track and it's the last track on the album called Evacuate? Okay. Go ahead with this one. I think it's it's cool. I think we're going to enjoy it. Cool, man. Well, listen, uh, it was lovely to chat with you. Nice to have a little catch up. People should go check out Neon Knox, the new album. Uh, last Stand is that's on New Retro Wave, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where people can go uh, pick that up. And you're a, you're a talented guy and I like your tunes and uh, happy you got to play a show and uh, we'll talk again soon, all right? Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, have a good day. All right, and now let's listen to this fucking track. This is Neon Knox with Evacuate.
right, and that was Neon Knox with the track Evacuate from the album Last Stand. And, of course, we just heard from him, so nice to catch up with all these people. I'd like to say that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Hey, look, he's back. It's Retro Revolutions in the $50 Club, which is actually called the Knights of Synth, I think. Is that what it's called? The Knights of Synth. How about that? Uh, Of course, Retro Revolutions, he does cool console modifications and electronic stuff, and you can go check out Retro Revolutions on YouTube and see the work that he does uh, because it's pretty cool. He does sort of uh, console mods and he usually has episodes that are focused on specific synthwave artists because he builds them for them. And uh, go check it out. Retro Revolutions. And that's uh, that's that. So how about this? Let's go back to the phones here. What? Uh, let's see what Martin Larby's up to. You know, he is an awesome patron of Beyond Synth, but he also runs a blog, pfsynth.com, and I think he just did uh, an interview with Stephen Bauer from Scarface. So let's uh, go to the phones and talk to him. All right, Slooks, I'm here right... Slook, okay, whatever. Uh, Slook, I'm here right now with Martin Larby, Patreon extraordinaire, but also uh, the guy behind the PF Synth blog, Patrick Fakeman. And uh, yeah, how's it going, man? Not too bad. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Well, so I should say good morning. It's afternoon here. I've just finished work. So I guess it's, what, mid-morning with you? Is it early? I don't like to tell people when I record this show. (laughs) All right. I'm going to get a bunch of people like, coming to the studio and harassing you yeah yeah yeah. they'll try for uh, exclusive you know what i mean they're like who's on the phone and i'll be like oh it's it's martin larby from uh, patrick fakeman blog and they'll, they'll be like these ladies screaming and like taking their tops off and stuff because they want your attention yeah i tend to get those damn paparazzi they just they just don't leave me alone yeah you know? yeah yeah you had uh, uh, a fun interview recently right uh, <laughs> yeah it was quite a surprise one i was um i decided being the scarface fan that i am that i would uh, approach just via Twitter, Stephen Bauer, who of course everyone should know plays Manny, see whether he would fancy doing a, a Fakeman interview about just the 80s and Hollywood and like Scarface, and he actually said yes. So that came out, well, it must be about, about a week and a half ago now. I asked him a bit about how it was working with like Oliver Stone, because obviously Stone wrote the, the, the screenplay for it, and he was saying that Stone didn't like the, uh, the way that it was going initially, and wanted a bunch of changes made, so they were doing a lot of that, and he said, interestingly, that uh, there's a movie he did called Thief of Hearts, which I'm also a huge fan of, but it was coming out at the, he was being filmed at the same time as Beverly Hills Cop, and Bruckheimer was doing that stuff with, um, with Simpson and Bruckheimer were producing it, and he said that when Beverly Hills Cop popped up, they basically just sort of dumped Thief of Hearts like a stone, and he uh, lost all of his Paramount support and the uh, Simpson Bruckheimer power behind him. So he had some, he came up with some really interesting stuff. Yeah, it was good. Did you just conduct that interview like over email, or did you chat? Yeah, so we, we had to do email. I was quite up for doing a Zoom. I think that they basically just said he's crazy busy, and he actually took much longer getting back to me than they anticipated that he would do. But all in all, I think we, we did that over the space for a month with some backwards and forwards on different questions and stuff that he wanted to talk about so yeah it was just on email but it was good fun it was kind of crazy because like you i love that movie so when you start talking to someone that's been deeply involved in it it's um it's good fun if I ever have the opportunity to like talk to that level of, of someone who's who's affected my life and ter- you know like actors or producers or musicians or whatever that you know f- from childhood, I don't know if if I would be able to compose myself properly. Like I don't know if you're familiar with there was this skit they used to do on Saturday Night Live with Chris Farley and he plays he has like an interview show, but he just sort of like 
nerds out like so he has like paul, paul mccartney on he's just like you remember the beatles and you know he'd be like yeah it's like yeah that was awesome and like and that's that's all he says like the whole time like i think it'd have been worse if we did have to do it on a zoom or even on a phone call i think that probably would have kicked in for me because i don't think there's too much you can probably do to prepare to talk to someone in a, in a, in a movie that i you know i watch that movie once every couple of months it's crazy so i think the email side of it helped because it i could take some time writing what i wanted to write and i kind of dropped in with a couple of people including yourself and just said you know what kind of questions would you want to ask you, you gave some obviously very constructive suggestions <laughs> which we, at the time which i didn't use but you know it's um so that that did help to kind of try and keep it down but the whole time i was really aware of the fact that i was you know kind of engaging with this guy that was pretty huge and it's, and it's done some cool stuff since he's not just like a kind of one trick pony that's scarface and then that's it he's you know he's done a lot of stuff since so it was good fun to chat with him yeah well of course he was in uh, breaking bad definitely i think there was also the, the fact that he'd done a load of these kind of like mid-90s thrillers that i quite enjoy these kind of i'm going through a bit of a period of watching them at the moment but like these kind of movies like primal fear with ed norton and richard gear he's in those sorts of middle budget movies of that kind of era that have kind of stuck with me a little bit through through childhood so it was cool to kind of just get an overall view from him on that kind of big breaking bad and scarface stuff but some of the smaller movies that he did like um is it gleaming the cube that he did as well that skateboard movie from something like yeah. <laughs> 86 that he did which is completely crazy and got like tony hawk in it but i think no one's ever asked him about that so i was like well let's just talk about gleaming the cube as well and i always feel bad for actors who are like yeah that was a year of my life or even worse if you're a guest star on a nerdy television show hey i did an episode of star trek and you know that there's nerds out there who like have your lines memorized and the actor that was like yeah that was like three weeks of my life back in 1988 <laughs> you know what i mean like what are they gonna have to say about it besides there was a table i ate some food i kind of met the cast sort of but i didn't really work with them and then i never thought about it for another 40 years i had that in mind because what i didn't want to do I, I wanted there to be a big scarface piece on it because that just from my own personal thought and also because the people that read my my stuff are as into that as as i am but i kind of i did actually do some research on it and found out that he also had this band in the kind of late noughties as well in in la this kind of not a country band but like an americana type band so even got into a little bit about that as well so I, yeah i did try and do a little bit more around things that he might want to talk about beyond just talking about manny and how is it to work with al pacino you know that kind of stuff but at the same time you know the, the scarface stuff was a huge part of it mostly just because yeah i'm quite obsessed with scarface so <laughs> well, it is an awesome movie that's it it is <laughs> i don't remember what i said to you but i'm assuming my question was about something to do with look at those titties i imagine there was something about titties yeah. <laughs> um honestly was... i know people always like whenever i make joke songs like i always say that and i think some of that comes from scarface because the scene where he's in the car and they're and the women are walking by and just like hey look at those titties look at those titties like it's just it's such a funny fucking scene <laughs> I think you also asked me something about Seidelbaum as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and whether he, you know, how he felt about getting fucked up about getting that guy involved with everything. We also were going to say, how do you even spell it as well? Because we weren't quite sure. I don't think it's in the credits. Yeah, I'm assuming it's Seidelbaum. Yeah. Like B-A-U-M. But like, yeah, I never knew. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was also whether Seidelbaum was the guy's real name or whether as in that he is Agent Seidelbaum or whether that was his undercover, you know, kind of infiltrating a crime family name. But to be honest with you, Andy, I, I didn't ask those questions. Yeah, that's too bad. I apologize. I was going <laughs> to keep the titties one in there, but no. <laughs> 
Well, look, man, uh, it's always nice to, to catch up with you. People should go to uh, PF Synth, right? What is it? PFSynth.com? PFSynth.com is a website. The reason why it's not PatrickFakeman.com is because it kind of encompasses a couple of projects that are all being on there. So Patrick Fakeman is ultimately the, the, the blog itself, but you can see it at PFSynth.com. Yeah, so go check that out. Listen, or listen, read an interview with Stephen Bauer, of course, the uh, the awesome Manny from Scarface. And uh, have you been listening to any uh, synth tunes or anything? Uh, do you know what? Actually, for the last couple of weeks, um, I picked up a little bit. Who was that guy? Is it Neverman who released that? album called gentleman i'm not sure if you've heard it yet but it's a guy from sweden yeah 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 neverman's cool he's actually he's one of my patrons yeah amazing really that was really really i was really impressed with that and i think i've obviously there's there's guys like beckett and brandon have released some good stuff recently yeah well, we just talked to brandon uh, uh, earlier in the show well, how about this how about since the neverman album just came out uh do you want to pick a track off that one to play from my point of view there's a great track on there called andrea where he does who he does with uh, Hilda Denny. Cool, man. Well, let's let's listen to that. All right, and that can be how we say goodbye to you. So you have a lovely day, uh, Martin Larby. Go check out for everybody uh, who wants to read the interview on pfsynth.com. And now let's listen to this awesome track from Neverman's new album. This is Andrea.
All right, and that was Andrea by Neverman. Technically, it's called Andrea Redux in brackets by Neverman. That's a cool track from his new album, which is out. It is called Gentleman. But the man has two ends because Neverman has two ends because Neverman is a cool man. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Jose Arbello, the king of hell, and Jacob Wick with the 44. 88. You guys are all awesome. And so is City Hunter with the 42. And so is Hugh Hefner with the 2666. All these 666s. You'd think that I was Satan, but I'm not. I'm just a guy trying to get by in the world, making a cool show. Hey, let's go back to the phones, all right? You know what? What's Primo been up to? Let's give her a call and see. All right. Well, look, I'm here right now with Primo the Alien, Laura Lee Bishop. How's it going? I don't like how you out my f- real name, man. What if I'm trying to be incognito? Are you? And you just right out of the gate, just my, when you want to put my birthday, you want to tell my social security number? Yes. And I would like your credit <laughs> hey. card number too, please. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good. Is it? Is your name isn't a secret, is it? No, it's not a secret. I mean, sometimes people ask it to me and I don't tell them. I think because I, I get off on being withholding. Okay. But you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not a secret. You can find me out there. Please don't. I mean, don't. I, I just <laughs> keep it primo the alien. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying stay the fuck away from me. But uh, yeah, no, I get it. It's because you see, beyond said the show where we were a bit more personal with the with the actual artists, because pretty much every oh, it's changing a bit now. But in the early days of synthwave, it was pretty much predominantly uh, dominated by men with masks, mm. and so it was always nice. You know, they come on Beyond Synth and actually say what their name is and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Most of the time, they're all like, "I'm fucking, you know, Death Mutant Forty Five or whatever." And like, hey, but look, how are you doing? Oh, man, it's been, a, you know, last time we talked, it was a different world. Yeah. Different world uh, for me, too, and my music and everything. A lot of changes, a lot of good stuff happens and bad stuff. And I'm I'm hanging in there, finishing up my album. Wait, so you're working on a whole album, right? Is that what's going on? A whole album of songs, buddy. Uh, well, just eight songs. I don't know. It's not like... It's, granted, there are songs with lyrics and, and melodies and stuff. So that sometimes... <laughs> I'll, I'm offending people right out of the gate. Listen... <laughs> It's eight songs. It's an album. Yeah. All all music has value to me. All music has value. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It just sometimes I mean it takes longer mm. to make sometimes when you got to record the vocals and everything. I didn't turn my mic up, so it's kind of soft, but I'm sure you'll handle that. Yeah, I'm just gonna turn you way down so I just hear my voice and heavy breathing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, if you could actually do it to where you just hear my breathing. Here, I'll give you. a... <sighs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, does this album you're working on? Does it have? Uh... Like, are you throwing in some of the singles that have led up to it, or no is this a brand new, new shit? No old songs, bitch. All new singles. <laughs> <laughs> all new songs. All new songs. Um, I'll probably start releasing singles for it in uh, January, and then have the full, you know, I'll, I think I'll do like three singles, and then have the full thing out by maybe April or something like that. So, I'm really excited. I'm doing music videos. I'm fucking doing it up. I'm doing it all the way. Wait, am I allowed to curse on here? I forgot. Listen, man, Beyond Synth is a safe space. It is. Right? It's, it is my safe space. I really do think of it that way you know um i think of this show fondly uh, i'm gonna have to i'll have to come back when a, the album comes out and do a little listening party or something yeah 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 i'm thinking spring late spring type of release for the full length i wish i i could be organized like that well you got to these days you know you put so, i put so much like some of these songs i've been working on for so long I put, I put so much time and energy into recording them that's like really stupid to not put the same amount of time and energy into like making sure people hear it <laughs> yeah 
That makes sense. So, yeah. I guess I've been doing some organizing. I built a spaceship, so that's something. Oh, wow. I guess that takes a little bit of planning. Well, it's interesting you say that based on just the scheduling of this show today. Yes. Well, today is a very special <laughs> occasion. This is what we call an emergency <laughs> episode so that I don't leave people without a show for a few weeks. But hey, I always fucking come through. See this? Here I am. You said, what are you doing? And I said, hey. Let's do it. Well, that's the thing, because I didn't even reach out to you at first uh, of my own volition. I started asking around, and I'm like, who the hell comes through? And then all these people started messaging me. It's like, you know who comes through? Laura Lee Bishop, who God lives at fucking it. 48 <laughs> yeah. Palm Lake Drive, Michigan. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I even send, when I send merch, I send it from a P.O. box. Because, you know, I ain't big now. But when I do, I just have a feeling I'm going to get some stalkers. So I'm just taking measures. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sad state of affairs for a female artist. I think it's maybe the same for some some male artists. I've heard some interesting stories from them as well. Yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> I was like, I had the, this interview on my YouTube with the FM84 and Ollie Ride and Just Dally. And like one of the comments just yesterday was, is, is Ollie Ride straight? <laughs> as if I'm going to answer that on my YouTube channel. I, was, I just asked her, like, do you want a date? Like, Should I, mean, I like, answer it? <laughs> I mean, he is, but I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's funny, you know, in the year 2020, when people don't fully understand the idea of a sexuality spectrum, where it's like, you know, there's some dudes who are like effeminate who uh, bang lots of hot chicks. Yeah, or both or, you know, anything goes, you know, free love. Baby. No, I'm, I'm uncomfortable talking about any of the other stuff. I like to pretend that I'm really open minded, but then all of a sudden, it's I, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk about actual mm-hmm. gay stuff? I'm like, ew, gay. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. Anyway, look. I would love to. Shout out to all of my gay and lesbian and trans fans. Love yes. y'all. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I, uh, what was it now? Uh, uh, Syntax posted, <laughs> or I guess he's not Syntax anymore. What the hell is he? Centric 81? He was posting this thing on his uh, his Instagram, and it was hashtag bear gay. And I just thought, I want to start tagging all my stuff with bear gay, because he's a big dude. Are you sure it wasn't gay bear? No, it was bear gay. That's why it was so funny because <laughs> i was like i was like what a tag thing it's a little reverse yeah there on that i mean he is okay. he is a full-on bear like He's the a dude's bear. a giant cool. so like but i don't know uh if that works if i, I whatever you are you could misuse all the fucking hashtags you want and i'm gonna start tagging my stuff bear gaze and see if i get any new listeners you're going to and i think that's great for you i love that for you yes be very disappointing for them though i'm like mm. i know I, i'm not really a bear gay i'm sort of a one of those little tiny guys i think there's another word for them otter is it or cub Really? There's all wolf. There's all different polar bears. That's a a, a gray uh, bear. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know anything about this stuff, you just you know what you can just you can always DM me. We have or we could talk off mic and give you the, I'll give you the whole lowdown. Yeah, this is all very important to me. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's the bottom line. I'm uh, fully invested in other people's business because it uh, really affects <laughs> my life in very serious ways. <laughs> All right, so look, the bottom line is this. You got a new album you're working on. It's going to be out in many yeah. months. How have you been since I talked to you last? Are you good? I'm I'm great. I'm hanging in there. Um, you know, obviously it sucks. Can't play shows. That was a big thing for me. Um, you know, in Austin. Oh, shit, I said my, where I fucking live now. The stalkers are like fucking buying plane tickets right now. And they're so cheap. The tickets are so cheap. <laughs> so, yeah, Austin's such a, a live music city. And I was just so used to gigging so much and, and all that stuff. So that kind of sucks. But... You know, since we last talked, my my uh, music has really started to take off. I'm getting like a lot of positive feedback and growth and all that kind of stuff. So it's been great. I've written a shit ton of songs. I released like, I don't know, 
eight singles this year and so many of them during um, quarantine. So it's been productive for me creatively. I'll say that. Yeah. And you've done a bunch of uh, uh, collaborations as well. Yes. 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 A lot of collabs. It's been awesome. And, and this most recent single I just released was Sunglasses Kid. Fixing Me With Love was super fun and all of that happened during, yeah, lockdown, so. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to, we're going to listen to it. We're going to say goodbye to you and listen to the track, but is there something you want to, you want to say some goodbye things? Some parting words? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, just listen to my music exclusively. (laughs) (laughs) PrimoTheAlien.com. Become obsessed with me. Don't stalk me, but get obsessed a little bit, you know, and stay tuned for uh, lots of other new music. And I hope you like this new one with Sunglasses Kid, Fix Me With Love. Oh, I introduced it for you. I'm sorry, Andy.
right, that was Sunglasses Kid featuring Primo the Alien with Fixing Me with Love. And we just heard from Primo. It's always fun to hear from her. She's a fun lady. And uh, I look forward to hearing her album in a year's time or whatever that <laughs> was. Uh, I'd like to say that uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about the king of the $25 patrons, Clint Dowling. How you doing, Clint? I hope you're having a lovely day. And of course, there's Jimmy the Hutt. A little teaser for you. We did your trivia game on the trivia show, so look forward to that. And then there's Newmark, Alex Selickson, and a star apart. You guys are in the $25 club. And now I thought, you know what? This has been a fun episode, you know, catching up with people. And I have not talked to Holly in a while parallels, I should say, and uh, she moved to L.A. I think it's been like a, a while since I, I saw her, so I thought maybe we'd uh, catch up with parallels. Let's do that right now. All right, well, look, I'm here right now with uh, Holly Dodson, a.k.a. Parallels. How's it going? Hey, Andy. Hi. How you doing? I'm okay. So you, uh, listen, last time I saw you, you were heading out to L.A. all bright-eyed and stuff, and then uh, mm-hmm. the old... Uh, pandemic happened so what have you been up to well listen i always like to be in the epicenter of things (laughs) you know and (laughs) definitely succeeded this time but you know it's like it's all good you know i just haven't been able to come back and forth between toronto and and la was that your plan yeah you know do like half the year home in toronto and half the year in california and but that did not happen this year mm. but i'm still like i'm still bright-eyed about things you know you can't lose hope yeah well that's good oliver's gone i know who knew so what are you gonna do when you come back to toronto like have no friends <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just kidding i have you but yeah he's he's just going home to visit his parents in ireland for a while and then he's gonna hang out in germany for a bit and you know we'll just reconvene because it doesn't really look like we're gonna be touring anytime soon yeah i bought his keyboard oh you did (laughs) that thing you know it could be worth a lot of money one day (laughs) yeah no it's fine i just uh, i like the idea of having a uh because i have a midi keyboard here but it's only a 48 key and his was a 61 or whatever yeah so you can like go mozart on it yeah because that's what i do because i'm really really talented musician you see and so (laughs) now the world will know now that i have the right keyboard but uh Anyway, so when's the last so last time I talked to you was that day you left, wasn't it? Weren't you doing a DJ night or something? Yeah, well, we did we do a DJ night or like I came down to Oliver's DJ night or something like that. And no, I feel like you were DJing. I was DJing. Yeah, wasn't Nina there? What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Like everything pre-pandemic is just like, it's another lifetime. Yeah, maybe I'm manufacturing a memory here. But we did have a goodbye for sure. Well, we played a show, but you weren't able to make it conveniently and I'll never let you forget it. Uh, That didn't happen. What show? Well, I think you were up north or something and we played at Rivoli. Oh, that's right. Oh, so it's Christmas holidays. How long have you been gone? Yeah, it was Christmas holidays. Well, I left uh, early January. Right. New Year's. And I wasn't here for New Year's because yes. Mecca Mako was doing a thing as well that I missed because it yeah. was right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is like a conversation I don't know what this, for yeah, like sorry. an old folks this home is or not, something. Uh, this is not <laughs> podcast material. Okay. Well, how about this? Why don't we talk about... 
Uh, you did this collab with uh, Radio Wolf, who's Oliver, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys have been working on this for a while. It was like a soundtrack to a film or something? Yeah, it was a soundtrack actually to a feature film, and it kind of like spiraled into the whole soundtrack because um, Oliver and I were going to do like one song. Like We just started off with one song, and then the director was like, hey, do you want to write another? Do you want to write another? Do you want to write another? <laughs> and then it turned into the whole soundtrack. So it's, it's seven songs, so... Yeah, like we put it together over like a year I, or so. Yeah, I feel like you guys were talking about it for a while because I know it's the yeah. the director is the, what's his deal? He did like the title sequence for like Stranger Things or something. Was that the... Yeah, he's got a background in um, VFX. So he, he created the Stranger Things intro and like worked on Game of Thrones and Tron Legacy. So this is his first feature length film as a director. And he also did VFX and tons of other stuff. Yeah, so it's out in the world and feels like a long time coming but it feels good to get it out there was the idea you were working on it like song by song like you're saying he kept on asking you to do more so like at first was the the initial brief just like can you write a song because it's like pop kind of songs yeah and there's also a score as well by um jermaine stigal who did like an orchestra an orchestra score and it's it's beautiful but yeah we wrote more pop songs and it was kind of like that it was like Here's the scene we we want the song for. And then we put it together pretty quickly. And then, you know, a couple weeks go by and then we get another email from Eric and would write another one. So it kind of like went on like that. And, you know, on our end, we had to work pretty quickly just to get them submitted. And then, of course, you like submit them and then it takes a while to finish the actual film. So it felt like we were waiting for a while. But what is it called? I feel like I'm a bad interviewer because I always uh, (laughs) leave out the details. What is that thing you did? (laughs) It's called Proximity. And it's on Amazon and Hulu and Voodoo and all these things we don't have in Canada. What the fuck is Voodoo? I don't know. Like, I just found out about it through proximity. But it's something that, that people in the world use to watch things. So that's what people can check out. Uh, Radio Wolf. Radio Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> uh, Radio Wolf and Parallels. The proximity music from the original motion picture soundtrack, and there's lots of uh, cool songs on there. Yeah, and check out the movie, too, if you like alien abduction stories and maybe are an ancient aliens fan, which I am. Wait, so what? what's the story of proximity? The synopsis is the main character, Isaac works at NASA JPL and lab laboratory. Is that what the L stands for? <laughs> I think so. And I don't know what the JP stands for, but he works there and he has a encounter with extraterrestrials and he's kind of like going through therapy. So he's doing a video diary to like talk things out and ends up catching a UFO crash on his camera and so he sends out the tape and like no one believes him and you know he ends up connecting with a love interest who's also had an encounter with an extraterrestrial so Mm. I won't spoil anymore but (laughs) part of it's actually supposed to be set in BC so there's a Canadian connection in multiple ways. Ooh, that's very important to me. I only watch things that... Uh, Have some CanCon, right? Yeah, or if they're uh, filmed in uh, Canada and is doubling as American City, as long as I know that there's some uh, Canadian thing in like, there. Like, as long as we know the secret, we're like, oh yeah, that's Queen Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I get a tax break somehow. <laughs> 
<laughs> it doesn't really make sense. It just happened. <laughs> okay, well, look. How about this? I'm going to say goodbye to you now. No. But... <laughs> But uh, how about you choose a song to play from the proximity track, and then we'll uh, we'll play that one. Sure, dealer's choice. Ooh, uh, how about "Let Me In"? That can be arranged. You know, "Let Me In" is uh, three minutes and fifty three seconds long. Yeah, so it's it's very you know to the point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, you have fun down there. Thank you. And uh, have fun in the homeland. And you know, I'll be back for Christmas. So mask up. Yeah. You stay eight feet away. Twelve feet. I'm making new rules. Yeah, let's do twelve. Let's just get this thing over with, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, listen, it's uh, it's nice to hear from you, and I'm glad you're well. You and, too. Uh, let's listen to this, man. This is Let Me In by Radio Wolf and Parallels.
right, and that was Radio Wolf and Parallels, a lovely collaboration for the uh, soundtrack to the film Proximity. So go check out the film and go check out the album. It's good, and they're a bunch of uh, talented people. And I should say that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about Restless Nights, Honeybeard, Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, and Kempson. So look, we have been talking about video games the past few weeks. You know, I talked with Marco, I talked with uh, Dennis LaFunk, and we were uh, basically doing a lot of speculating because all the information wasn't out yet, how much the systems are going to cost, blah, blah, blah. All that information is out now, and I thought it would be good to talk about it with uh, my buddy Adam McNabb from Lucaset. So let's go get him on the phone. Talk some next gen. Well, look, I'm here right now with Lucasette's Adam McNabb. How's it going, dude? All right, pal. How's it going? It's going all right. Good to have me back. (laughs) (laughs) So, on the show the past few weeks, I was talking about video games with with Marco and uh, Dennis LaFunk and stuff, and uh, that was before any of the announcements of price. So we didn't know what the Xbox was going to be. We didn't know what the PlayStation was going to be. Right. And now we know. Yeah. So let's talk about it. What does that mean for you? This is a crazy thing, right? Because, well, uh, yeah, I don't know, pal. It's um, I've always been a PlayStation. Well, I had the Xbox back in the day, first one, the briefcase, mm-hmm. and then I went to PlayStation. And I've always, I've always been PlayStation. I've always been an advocate for PlayStation. And then I don't know, mate. I think you really switched on a dime. I love how you've always been so pro PlayStation when we're talking in the chat and stuff. Yeah. And the second X- Xbox is like. Oh, we've got Game Pass, and you're like, I think I'm going to go with Xbox. <laughs> like it was like that simple. No, I think I think it's the more the ecosystem. I think more than anything that be being able to actually see PlayStation missed a really good opportunity back in the day. So when PlayStation Four was announced, they had the PlayStation Now, where you could stream your games. So I think Joe said now you can actually download the games now. But I think with Xbox, that you can actually play on all your devices so you can play it on PC on console on your tablet on any phone as well so I actually gave it a go the Game Pass Ultimate and it's only like a quid for month for free mm. and not, it's not obviously not for free but you know a quid for month and, uh, and then after that it's like twelve ninety nine. and I'm playing all these bloody AAA titles like and they're saying that they're going to release day one titles on there as well and if you think about it on PlayStation Plus, you can only get two free games a month. And with that one, you get a choice of 100 games like off the bat, plus more. And then you can either download it to the Xbox or stream it live, you know, like Stadia with Google and stuff like that. Mm. Mate, I'm actually liking that a lot more. And uh, like the ecosystem just seems to be a lot better. I think they're offering a lot more, mate. I'm gonna If I'm going to go for Xbox, I'm going to miss out on all the exclusives, I think, for PlayStation because, you know, Demon's Souls looks stunning. I don't know if you saw that. Demon's Souls looks absolutely amazing. Final Fantasy 16. Um, and then obviously with Naughty Dog, they'll bring out their exclusives as well. But the one thing that swayed it for me as well as you is probably is Bethesda getting bought by Xbox. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. The only thing I can think of is I do remember though I used to be a huge fan of Rare, obviously. Yeah. GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Conquer, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong, Banjo, Kazooie. That's why I bought the GameCube because I remember like I can't wait to play Perfect Dark 2 on my GameCube and that's why I bought it and then Microsoft bought Rare or they 
bought out the shares or whatever. Yeah. And then Rare never did anything good again. Well, he's probably, he's like I said to you, he's probably like those dodgy cowboy builders where they're like, yeah, yeah, this is all the stuff we've done in the past. And probably, well, obviously we know Rare have done some excellent games. But then like, they've probably thought, right, we're going to buy you out. This is, uh, and they're all like going, yeah, yeah, wiki, wiki. We'll still have to work and, you know, we'll still have to do all these games. And then they give them this massive check and they're all going, fuck it. No, we don't have to work ever again, boys. Let's just fucking take the money and <laughs> let's just say, yeah, yeah, we'll produce all these games for you. And they'll, then they just did a runner. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've done, mate. That's what I'd have I done. I love the idea of that's what actually happened. Yeah, can you imagine, <laughs> mate? How much did they pay Bethesda? Was it like billion? Is it a billion? Billions? Or is it? You mean the, the sale that just happened, the Zenimax one? Yeah, seven point five billion. Billion. Yes. Billion. So, billion. mate, what makes you think? <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, <laughs> you can't get fooled again, as George Bush said yeah. once. Uh, but uh, classic. But yeah, mate. What makes you think, right? If that was me, right, and I had Bethesda, and I'm doing all these crazy titles, you know, we're making some, we're making some money, and then Microsoft go, right, we're going to buy you out, and we're going, oh, cool, cool, yeah, yeah, Microsoft, yeah, yeah, seven point five billion, right? You get a nice little check, yeah. <laughs> I'm off on fucking holiday. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like going to go off on an I'm going to buy a couple of islands and just live there for the rest of my life, mate. See ya. I'm not going to be making any more games with that. You know, Skyrim, I still play it. Like, I play it on my Switch. I play it on my PlayStation. Like, yeah. the Elder Scrolls is, is in my top five franchises. As broken and silly as they are, they are still really amazing games. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge because if they literally do not put that out on PlayStation 5, like at Elder Scrolls 6, mm. keep in mind Elder Scrolls 6 is probably like five years away. You know, a lot of game companies, they'll announce a game, right? Yeah. And it's still three years away. Yeah, yeah. Like they'll show you a trailer like, oh, here's fucking Demon Souls. And it's like, you know, they showed trailers for these things back a long time ago. Nintendo with the new fucking Metroid game, like they showed that logo four years ago now. Yeah. It's the same with Zelda, mate. The same with Zelda. They said they were going to bring it out for the Wii U. Yeah. And then it was launched when the Switch was released and stuff. So it was a... It, I, I, I held on to that Wii U for like yeah. three years. And then I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to come. It's going to happen. And then it never did. Yeah. But I still held on to it. But yeah. Because of that... It's still so far away mm. that Todd Howard, I think, in an interview, like literally just said, oh, Elder Scrolls 6 is a long way away. So I'm my point is when a developer says this game isn't coming out for a long time, yeah. then you know it's a really long time because half the time they go like, hey, check out our new game. They show you a CGI trailer and then you're waiting four years. So if the if the developer themselves say the game's not coming out anytime soon, I bet you it's like five years before Elder Scrolls 6. And at that point, an Xbox Series X, S, One, yeah. yeah, yeah, but if you think about it, though, mate, it's a huge world, and you, the graphics that they're going to have to put into it, and it, they, I don't mind waiting that long. I, I really don't, as long as it's, you know, it's going to be stunning. Right, but my point isn't, uh, I don't care about the weight. I'm just saying, that's why I might hold on. Oh, why didn't you say that in the first place, Andy? I thought, I, I was waiting what? for the point. <laughs> You didn't say my point is. You didn't even start with a point. You just went off on it. And then I was like, where's he fucking going with this? <laughs> well, no, because, you know, like, I've never been a fanboy. So, like, the reason why I play PS4 is just because it just has more of the games I like on it. It's that yeah. simple. And I and I had very little interest in what Xbox One was. I remember when, remember they, they did the E3 press conferences and the Xbox One was like, you can DVR your 
cable TV. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, I didn't care at all. No. And the PS4 was cheaper, and it had all the franchises I liked, and I'm like, so that's why I'm going to get it. But I have no problem owning... I mean... I don't care about having both consoles. It's just, if Elder Scrolls doesn't come out for six years, I don't need to get the Xbox for six years, is my point. The end. Right, okay, good, right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) No, but I remember, right, you know what, on PS4, they released, like, you know, they do the showcasing of games and stuff like that. Uh, You know when they showed, there was like a a knight running through the castle and then the the dragon was, like, breathing fire on it. I thought, mate, this game is going to be insane. And it never was released. And I was like, whatever happened to that one i can't remember even what it would call i think it was like down under or down down below or something like that uh deep 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 down yes some yeah can you remember it and i was like this game is really i'm gonna really look forward to it and it never released and then i saw demon souls that the, the actual i don't know is, is it the remake or is it just the, an add-on is it just like a, an extension i don't know if i can't remember what they said if it was an, a remake but that had elements of that showcasing game so i wonder if they were like teasing that and then obviously thought oh, hang on, we, we ain't got the capabilities to do this sort of style yet kind of like that old fucking kill zone debacle in like ps3 days when they or was that ps2 remember when they released that trailer for the new i've been ps2 because uh shadow is it Shadowfall? downfall shadow downfall was for the uh, kill zone downfall shadow by uh, shadowfall I don't fucking know. It was a great game, though. (laughs) Really good. I actually still play that. But, mate, this is what threw me as well. PS5, 825 gig of storage. And then you look at the uh, Spider-Man game. It's like 105 gigs worth of install Mm. for the game. It's stupid, isn't it? And I looked at Xbox, and you can have a terabyte. But you can also expand it with, obviously, with the SSD, not an S, is it hard drive, for another terabyte as well, with a little thing at the back, a slot at the back. So you could have two terabytes there as well. So I just think they've marketed it really well. Because even though you've got that price deduction of the, with the, the S series for 250 quid, really good, but obviously downscaling on like certain things as well. You're not going to get 4K. Um, uh, I think it's like 1080. But a lot of people won't be bothered with that. But I think... I don't know. The design on the PS5 is nice, but it's a bit of a weird... Yeah, it is It is odd. A weird design, isn't it? Like, where are you going to put that outside on your roof or what? I don't know where I'm going to put any of these things. Yeah, I know. But Cyberpunk 2070... Is it 2077? Well, hold on. Here, let's let's listen to a song, and then we'll talk for Hang a bit more, a minute. okay? I got it. No, I didn't. You... <laughs> no. We're not. No, we can... <laughs> You've no, got we me will. on here. We're gonna we're gonna talk. <laughs> no, we're gonna listen to a song and we'll come back. All right, look, we'll be more Adam McNabb in in, in just a sec. But first, uh, first, uh, let's listen to this track. So this is a cool one from Atmo Lifter. I dig this guy. He makes kind of cool, big, kind of cinematic sounding uh, tracks. They're cool, and uh, this one is also cool. And I think you'll dig it. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the twenty five dollar club. We're talking about Martin Larby. Hey, we just heard from him earlier in the show. That's cool. And Gregorio Franco. Blake. Peterson and Ken Giroux. And uh, now let's listen to this. This is Atmo Lifter with Infiltrator.
And that was Infiltrator by Atmo Lifter. And that was brought to you by my awesome patrons. We're talking about Ashley Keegan with the 2049, Bruce Springsqueaks with the 1986, in the 1985 club, the Buchelman sisters, Sarah and Rachel, and Murat with the 1984. You guys are all awesome. I'm back here with uh, Adam McNabb from Lucaset. We're talking about video games and the new uh, yeah. announcements from uh, Microsoft and Sony and stuff. Yeah, Joe keeps saying stuff about playstation 5 and i'm like oh maybe i should go back in there but like i just i went on that game pass ultimate like last night and i'd have gone streets of rage 4 obviously you can use any bluetooth controller that's the great thing about it though so even if you don't have an xbox controller you can use a ps4 controller any bluetooth controller to play the games on there and you can just switch in and out and then they're gonna uh, there was a leak other day or i think it was this morning they said that they're gonna have assassin's creed valhalla day one on that Game Pass Ultimate which is crackers absolutely great you're not going to you're never going to get that on uh, on PlayStation are you I mean it's great that they're introducing all the essentials all the essential games that had PS4 exclusive on the PS5 launch day but it's a little bit too late for that isn't it they should be putting them on the uh, PS Plus well I did read some of the fine print so for Xbox Game Pass, because so I'm I, I have PlayStation Plus, right? Yeah. You know they have the free games every month, and when you add it to your library, yeah, it stays in your library even if the game goes away. Yeah. Okay. So even though they're not offering it for free anymore, I can still go back and download any of the games as long as I added them to my library. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. But yeah. on on the Xbox site, it does say that they've got like you know hundred plus games in their Xbox Game Pass library. But if the game, if they take the game out of the library, even if you've downloaded it to your console, you will not be able to play it. Even if you download it, yes, yes, it, it did. It did make that specific. So even if you've downloaded it and then they remove it from Game Pass, you'll have to buy it to play it. But if you think about it as well, when you buy a game, how long? How long do you have it for before you've completed it or, you know? No, no, I know, I know. It's it's a little thing, and to be honest with you, they're probably never going to be taking off, like, the big games that are making the service valuable. Yeah. So, I mean, I bet you're not going to be playing, like, Halo 5, and it's like, we removed Halo from the Game Pass. Like, I mean, like, it's... <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. it's always going to be there. So maybe some little indie titles or something that's not worth. I think that's what they'll do. They'll take away all the one like RPG games, mate. Imagine you rack up hundred hundred hours worth, of, like five hundred yeah. hours worth of stuff. And you're like, fuck off. We're taking it away. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like it doesn't sway me to move away. I, I think that's going to be. I mean, I, I surprised myself for the night. I woke up in a cold sweat, going, "What the fuck am I doing?" But like, <laughs> I was like, "No, no, I think it's the right move." I, I, I honestly can't believe I'm actually saying it and like you know me mate i'm playstation through and through you know i, I piss playstation um but um i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> i piss and shit playstations for a living uh, but no no mate i think it's a very very positive move i think by xbox i think xbox have got it right this time around even though i'd love to see how it performs on games like side by side but I don't think you'll see any noticeable differences I look, I, you know you see on IGN mm. when you see them like going this is what the Playstation looks like when it's playing uh, Tomb Raider and then we're going to do a comparison of Xbox it looked exactly the fucking same sometimes I'll see the articles from that site uh, Digital Foundry you know they get so nerdy into like they zoom in on the screen and they go, this one has, like, anti-aliasing render <laughs> quadrants on this pixel, you know? And, like, 
It's actually running at 65.6 frames a second, but this one's running at 67.3 or whatever. Yeah. Like they do those sort of comparisons. And if you look in the corners of there, you'll see a, a, a little pixelated poo-poo. Yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> the thing, though. They did that. I remember watching those for Grand Theft... No, it was Red Dead Redemption, because I remember Red Dead Redemption on PlayStation and on Xbox, and the Xbox one actually looked better. Yeah. But they showed it by zooming into the frame, so you'd see, like, in the distance, like, weird pixelation on, like, the PlayStation version or something, and that's mm. how they were judging. But nowadays, yeah, I don't I don't even get what the specs are. It's like they're all talking yeah. about teraflops and shit, and I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, it was easier back in the day when it was just 8-bit, wasn't it? Yeah. 8-bit, you know what you were getting. 8-bit, all right, that, that'll do me. To be fair... I don't know what that means. It's the amount of graphics you can have on a certain amount of screen, right? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you? What does that mean? What does so that mean? So you couldn't like, have a lot of detail because if right. you added, yeah. So the capabilities of the graphics are so I. This is how I saw it. Right. So what does that mean specifically? What does eight bit mean specifically? <laughs> He's hung up. <laughs> He's hung up. He's gone. Hey, you know, you sound like... I, I actually listening to... Um, sorry, I'm trying to dis- diffuse the situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's his face? Conan, you know, the uh, talk show guy. Mm-hmm. That's it, you just sound like him. It was on the other day, it was on, it was on this podcast the other day, and I was like, fucking hell, it sounds like Andy. <laughs> I probably take uh, a lot of uh, unintentional inspiration because I used to fucking love Conan O'Brien's old show. I don't really watch it as much now, but uh, back in the day, in like the mid-90s when I was in high school... His talk show was the fucking best. So weird. Yeah, I didn't know he was actually a writer for The Simpsons as well, you know. He's he's written some of the best ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the early stages, I bet he was kicking himself leaving, but... Um, well, no, I think he's doing fine. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 um, So what was the question before? <laughs> the question was, do you want to listen to another song? And no, the about the 8-bit yes. and the 16-bit. What were you on about? Well, let's, uh, how about this? We'll research it and we'll come back after a track and then we'll say goodbye. How about that? All right. <laughs> All right, here's a track from Explorer. This is a cool one. It's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $15 club, there's Prophet of Jupiter, Six Mill, Gus Velichek, Hampus ML, and Chatterack. And uh, this is a nice little track. It's Explorer with Neon.
And that was Neon by Explorer. I dig that one. It's a catchy little bell tune thing in there. And that was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Mads, Baron Christensen, Retro Serenade, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Salaya Lane. And remember, if you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can go to beyondsynth.com. There's a PayPal option there, and uh, it also works like uh, Patreon. You can do uh, monthly subscriptions and stuff too. It's all real good and a real cool way of supporting the show. Uh, Alright, I'm back here with uh, with Adam McNabb from Lookasette. We're talking about video games. So how about this? What I'm going into the search engine here. What does 8-bit mean? Yeah, it's the image. It's the image quality though, isn't it? That's what I mean. So you, you, you could you, like, so when we had 8-bit Mario, you could only have a certain couple of blocks of colour. Oh god, this article's huge. How many bits is it? Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> okay, so what does uh, so why why is it that we call sprites from the NES 8-bit when they're actually 2 by 6 by 9 bit? Simply, they were from games released on an 8-bit console. Of course, that begs the question, what's it mean when we say a console is 8-bit? The number of bits ascribed to a console refers to its central processing unit. The NES used Rico 2A03 processor or its counterpart, the 2A07 used in PAL consoles, which is blah blah blah, it's an 8-bit processor, what is oh my god, this article's gigantic Basically, yeah, you could, 8-bit you could only hold certain amount of colours, and then when we went to 32-bit or whatever 16-bit, 32-bit or whatever for the, obviously the SNES, you could have more graphically colourful characters or whatever I think you could just hold better, yeah is that what you're saying? Why are we having this conversation? We know what it is. We just, we just. Well, no, because, but my point was that I've never really known specifically. Like, okay, so for example, a television, like old TVs. Oh, hang on a minute. Were, hang on. Were, hang on. Yeah, check this out, Andy. I'm getting a fraud call. Are you ready? I'm going to get this yeah, live. Do it, do it, do it. Hello? Hi, good evening. Can I speak to Adam McNabb, please? Yeah, this is Adam. Hi, Mr. McNabb. It's William here. I'm getting in touch from Scottish Power. We're wanting to see about getting you a better deal on your energy at home. Um, Who's doing your gas and electric at the moment for you. Oh, we're okay at the moment, we're just with the, we're with Bulb. Of course you're okay, otherwise you would have you woke up this morning and done something about it, I get that. But what I want to do is show you what Scottish Power can do for you. Maybe show you something that you didn't know about Scottish Power, <laughs> and you can make your own mind up about it. I was going to ask you, how did you get my number? It would have been something that you've signed up to send your number through to us. All right. So what's your postcode where you are? I'm okay at the moment, mate. I'm just in the middle of something. I shouldn't have really picked up the phone because I'm just actually in the middle of something. But um, but thanks for calling anyway, mate. Yeah. Is, is that it? Is that it? Was he that- didn't even say thanks. Okay, okay. cheers. He didn't even... Wait a second. So when you guys get spam calls, they're from Scottish people? No, no. <laughs> I think he might have been a genuine thing. I can't... Okay. Mate- no, but some <laughs> people. Most of the time, ours are not Scottish. Let's put it that way. Well, that was rubbish. I thought it was going to be better than that. I thought it was going to be with those automated calls. You know, when they, I get them sometimes, and they say, "You've been in a car accident. Is that correct?" And I went, "Ava." <laughs> and then they say to you things like, um, "Because it's automated, they don't know how to work it." So they say, "When was it then?" And I'm like, "You tell me." And then they say. Can you tell us about your car accident? And I'm like, you tell me. <laughs> I'm fine. And then they just hang up. And then because like, oh, I thought it was going to be one of those, but that was pretty boring. That that was a pretty shit one. We should do it again next time and film like record it when there's a really shit one saying that you've uh, you uh, you haven't paid your bill for uh, tax and they're coming round to get you now. But that was that. I loved how what they did there. Like we're from Scottish Power, and they actually had a Scottish person to do it to really emphasize that we're from Scottish Power. What, what was funny was just the, the abrupt hang up. Was what I like. Just like thanks for calling, mate. 
Yeah. <laughs> it fucking hangs up. Yeah, it, it, yeah he didn't even stay. <laughs> he said, yeah, he didn't yeah, say, oh, no, thank you. Hey, thank man, it's you. better than the time the one guy told me to fucking fuck myself because I was because <laughs> I was messing with him, and he ends the call with motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but we do need to do. If we'll try and do it next time and try and get a, an, an obscene amount of uh, abuse from all these prank callers, bastards. Yeah, no, we have to. But look, listen. We should probably, uh, I got to wrap the show up here. I've had lots of fun with lots of people. It was nice to catch up with you. So what's your verdict? Are you, so Adam is undecided or are you really leaning towards this Xbox business? No, man, I think I'm really, I think I'm really going for it. I'm going to try and chisel away at Joe, try and get Joe on. James, you know, he's he's an Xbox guy. He's always been Xbox, but I've always thought they were, they they weren't doing it right. But I think this time around, it's going to be Xbox. Don't know why I did that. (laughs) Honestly, I'll probably end up with both. I think I still might go for the PlayStation first. Mm. But it all depends because really the big game, like you said, uh, we didn't talk about it, but it's Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. That's just GTA on steroids, isn't it? That is that is a big game. So it might matter on what I can get my hands on, right? Because mm. let's say um, you know the systems are all sold out uh, leading up to Christmas and I go to the store one day and it's like... I can play Cyberpunk on either one, and like the Xbox is there. Yeah. Then maybe I'll go for the Xbox. I don't know. Mm. Who knows? It's a big game, though. That is going to be a big game. There's a lot riding on that, I think. Yes, for they've sure. Been, they've, that's been in uh, talks and production since 2012. 13? Yeah, I mean, look, I love a huge game, though, to be honest with you. Like, I like to just focus on one awesome game. And so if I can get, like, a new console with a game like Cyberpunk and then literally just play that game mm. for, like, six months, I would love that. I wonder if Mitch Murder's got some music in it. Because I remember ages ago, he actually put some music to the opening video. Remember when they did that CGI woman getting shot with a bullet and the bullet just shattered on her cheek? Mm. And I think he put some music to it. And I was, I don't know if he was hoping to get seen for that or what, but you never know. Well, I'll ask him, see what he's up to. Oh, can you talk to him? Are you good mates with him? Yeah, but he won't do the damn show. Oh. He is quite mysterious in that way, isn't he? That's what I love about him. I still don't even know what he looks like. Even sometimes he'll share a picture of like his, he showed me he bought a new uh, chair or something. And I was, <laughs> I'm just always looking in the in the frame for like reflections. <laughs> so I, <laughs> yeah, like, I think they didn't do, Highway Superstar did that um, parody of, uh, you know, the uh, 70s show. Yes, yeah. And even Mitch was just a chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a chair with just a swivelly chair. So what the fuck do you look like, Mitch? I just keep assuming he sounds like a mouse, and that's why he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> like he's gonna have yeah. a, he's gonna have a really strong Swedish accent, and it's gonna yeah, be really. I don't want to offend him, and I don't mean to offend him. I'm gonna try and do his voice now. So when you uh, can you pretend that Mitch murder, Mitch? Yes. You know I love you, mate. You know I love you, but this is just this is for you, pal. This is for you. Here we go. Hey, how's it going, man? Hello. <laughs> Is this, is this Andy? Yeah, how's Minnie Mouse? Oh, Andy, it's so good to hear from you. I've been working on my album. <laughs> you have a very interesting accent. Oh, this is why I don't want to go on any of these talk shows. <laughs> Listen, Mitch, uh, it's great to hear from you. Obviously, you're, you're a talented guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All my yeah. love to... Uh, who? Your family? I don't know. Yeah, uh, uh, Andy, and uh, it's great to hear from you. Uh, how's the photo of my uh, of my chair? It's great. I love. You it. like it, yeah? I can do other filters, yeah. <laughs> Wait. 
I don't I know. But Mitch, every you know every sentence you. it changes, it goes. It's like he's, he's German. He's Swiss. Oh, good. All right, say goodbye. Let's go. Yeah. Goodbye, Andy. Oh, I might show my Adam Adam now. <laughs> anyway, Andy, always a pleasure to talk to you, kid. You've got me on a good day because I've had me coffee. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad. I want you to uh, have a lovely evening and uh, keep on being a cool guy. That was weird. All right. Yeah. All right. You've brought you really brought the mood down. <laughs> uh, really, ple- absolute pleasure. Really, really, really pleasure. Good pleasure. Yeah, really good to have me on. <laughs> All right, everybody, Ciao, Bella. and uh, everybody else, uh, tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. By far. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time...